That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. Club time because it's Wednesday, baby. And we're at the Gateway Film Center. Doing it absolutely live and without a net. I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And welcome. This is the Fright Club Podcast, and we're live from the Gateway Film Center. And we are ready for a lot of fun with Kiwi Horror, Land of the Fuzzy Little Fruit. That's correct. New Zealand, top five. And of course, we started with Flight of the Concords, business time from New Zealand. And I think we're going to hear from uh, one half of that duo, Jermaine Clement, here in one, of the, uh, in one of the movies. But last week, we had a lot of fun with uh, our countdown of Before They Were Stars. Yeah, we, uh, we often take a moment to make fun of the uh, early bad horror work of some of our major celebrities, so we decided that we would actually instead spend some time with the really good, maybe underseen films that some big giant stars like Bradley Cooper did when he was early on. Not Midnight Mean Train, because that <laughs> is as bad as the title suggests. But That is a great like, title. It is a great title. It's a porn title. But. <laughs> it is. That's business time. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of great feedback because some of those weren't, well, I, I had not heard of My Little Lie. Yeah. No. Um, and so it, it's a good point because a lot of people, as you brought out, as you brought up many times in your Skeletons in the Closet, start out in bad horror movies. Right, like Tom Hanks who started Bridge of Spies that you saw last night. Yeah, we saw that last night by the way. Bridge of Spies, very good. Crimson uh, Peak, not so much. Yeah. FYI. Yeah, you're the grown. I know. I know. It was disappointing. Yeah, I think we all were, were looking forward to that. But now we look forward to The Witch, right? <gasps> oh my God. Oh, yeah. have you seen that trailer? Oh man. Look, that's not till I think, February? But anyway, thank you for the feedback for uh, Before They Were Stars as always. I think the favorite uh, from that uh, Eden Lake because everybody loves that. <gasps> yes. And Michael Fassbender has become such a huge star. Uh, that, that, that's a, a favorite all the way around. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Eden Lake, a lot of people haven't. You really need to accept Krista. I would really heck, highly recommend that you do not see it. But everybody else, <laughs> check out Eden Lake. But I know there's, uh, there's some people here who, ha- who have seen Housebound, some haven't. Either way, it's great because uh, you'll find out if you haven't seen it with the crowd. But it's fantastic to see with the crowd, so we look forward to that. So there's probably a good bet that that is on this list here what? somewhere. Don't want to do any spoilers, but uh, let's jump in uh, with number five on our list of the top Kiwi horror. This one is a hoot, and it's from 2006, and it's called Black Sheep. A secret experiment has given birth to a new breed of fear. Oh, my lord! Is something wrong with the sheep? Get ready. For the violence. We're trapped. Of the lambs. The sheep are revolting. Aren't they? Black sheep. Violence of the Lambs alone. <laughs> awesome. That I don't remember when we, we watched that at home, and I came out and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" The sheep are just attacking people, but you know what? It was it was a hoot, it, as you can tell from that trailer. It's it's a lot of fun. It's incredibly fun, and it's it's uh, one of the first movies that I saw that reminded me of 
the influence that Peter Jackson had in filmmaking in New Zealand because it's clear for I imagine most of you know but so he before long before Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson came up as just a splatter guts gore horror comedy filmmaker in New Zealand he's really the only one at the time who was working in that particular genre in that particular country but you can see his influence for generations afterwards and this to me was one that was so him it's so funny it's so gory it's so sort of New Zealandy um, and and uh, I'm going to keep mentioning my friend Chris is going to New Zealand very shortly and she had said earlier today that you see more sheep than people and I thought to myself I can't wait to show the trailer <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing that with yes you. enjoy <laughs> if you couldn't tell it's genetically modified sheep and uh, when you get bitten you're a were sheep exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know you hear that and your only thought is what took so damn long <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> But that was just uh, that was just 2006. And has the director, anybody else from this, gone on to do anything else? No, not really, actually. Nothing of note. <laughs> anybody seen that? All right, we've got some hands. Good on you. Good job mixing up my countries there. But um, so that's uh, that's uh, number five on the Kiwi list is Black Sheep from 2006, and getting a lot more recent. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to this if you haven't seen it already. Just from this year at number four, Deathgasm. You know that evil heavy metal that your parents hate you listening to? You know those lyrics about hell, demons, and doom? What if I told you it's all real? I know. I was there. My friends are losers. So we started a band. I translated those pages. Now, people are turning crazy. Like, possessed. Crazy. You know, I'm not even sure I'm in the right tuning. Brother of Steel. We're going to be careful what we say about this movie because, for the most part, you haven't probably gotten a chance to see it. Um, and it is another one that will be really fun to see with the crowd, so you definitely should check it out if you get a chance. It's a film about uh, high school loser metal fans. Still who, does. Who, and dildos, as Bridget would point out. Some dildo violence, in case that is problematic for any of you. Uh, and they want to be in a band, and they come across uh, the Black Hymn and wisely play it. And, it. and it summons the end of the world. And then they have to use their metal to save us all. And there's an enormous amount of carnage. And there's this one perfectly innocent guy that dies in a really incredibly funny scene. Um, and, and again, it, it, it definitely calls back to Peter Jackson. Part of it is because the director, uh, Jason Lee Howden, has worked on most of Peter Jackson's films, not as horror films, but his Lord of the Rings films. So he's obviously a big influence. But one of the things that's interesting about that is that um, he was an FX guy. And, uh, and so you can see that with very little money, they actually do some pretty great things with this film because the guy just is sort of has an intuitive knack for it. Yeah, one of the things... That this movie reminded me, it reminded me a lot of Shaun of the Dead, uh, just in the way that the camera shots, the quick close-ups and quick cuts away, it, it, I think it was influenced a lot. Shaun of the Dead is better, honestly, but uh, it, it took an idea that, as another one that seems very, uh, why didn't they think of that before, since their, you know, heavy metal music has that, that stigma attached to it, that it's devil music and all that stuff, so they're having a lot of fun with that, uh, and once they, they summon the demons and and uh, with this this black piece hymn. of music yeah the black hymn it, it is a lot of fun um especially if you you know you tie into those sorts of um, 
those such a, such of stereotypes about the music. So they have a lot of fun with that. But it reminded me, me in style. Of, I think it's sort of Revenge of the Nerds meets Ronnie James Dio. That's what it was for me. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, we don't want to give away give away too much, but you can kind of tell from from the trailer uh, what it's about, and it's got a lot of that splatter. You know, that the head gets cut off and just, you know, the Monty Python, you know, just the, the splattering. It's a lot of fun. And I think she's giving away number three, and that's Dead Alive. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something horrifying is haunting Lionel. Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got. Who's your mother? has caught on with the neighbors. How do you kill something that's already dead? Your mother ain't a dog! Dead Alive. Nice. Dead Alive from 1992. Any thoughts? Any thoughts off the top of your head? Dead Alive? Top 10 all time. Top 10 horror movies of all time. Eye splinter scene. It's the pus in the soup for me. It's, uh, I mean, just all of the food-related horror. One of my favorite things about this, I think MPA ratings are hilarious anyway, um, and this is rated R for an abundance of outrageous gore. I feel like they're just, you know, not or waving yeah. a finger at me. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's uh, Peter Jackson, obviously. And this was, what, by 92, what was his timeline what was he had he done uh, the Frighteners yet or no not? he had not done Frighteners yet this was actually kind of the, the last of the his true Kiwi horrors that he did of course he had done um, Bad Taste and, and uh, Meek Feebles and um, there got some are, Bad Taste fans here yeah yeah I mean it's it, there are a lot of Peter Jackson movies that you could check choose I feel like this had to be the one right this had to be the one because after this then he made uh, Frighteners which is yes, kind of mediocre I think and uh, uh, Heavenly Creatures which is his first real masterpiece I think but it's definitely not a horror film uh, but it's a really brilliant film. It is, yeah. Um, but I think that this is uh, its super fun. It's incredibly gross. The lawnmower scene that they just showed is one of my all-time favorite horror film scenes. It's just really inventive and incredibly bloody. And uh, and then also the Sumatran rock, rat monkey, which is <laughs> which is not to be mistaken for sort of a misshapen lump of clay or some sort of mutant muppet. It's not. It's a vicious beast and it causes zombieism. I was going to say this is another uh, indicate another instance of some crazy genetically freakish bite. Uh, genetically freakish animal that bites you and turns you into something. Yeah, I think it's a it's a paranoia throughout New Zealand. I mean, if you think about how few films they make each year and how many of them are about mutant animals biting you, which again, I think I think it's because the animal population there is larger than the human population there, so it's really worrisome. We are really setting up a nice travel brochure for for New Zealand. So again, enjoy your trip. One of the things I like about this movie, though, is that um, you can see. I think when he did. Bad taste, which took a really long time to film on like zero dollars whatsoever, and it's bad and yet really enjoyable. But it's an awful film, but it's really enjoyable. And you then you can see what he got from there, and he moved to the next film, and the next film is mostly puppets. So there's a couple of things in this movie where you clearly see that he got from Meet the Peoples. So I just I, one of the things I love about it is you can see his progression um, as as a director and a filmmaker, and then where he went from here is fairly astonishing if you think about it. When um, what he managed to do, it's like all of a sudden he realized. God, look where I live. It's gorgeous here. Let's start filming that. Um, and, and then really just kicked off an incredible uh, upswell of New Zealand f- um, film filmmaking. He was kind of the only one doing it. And then all of a sudden, we've got some really great films coming from there. So uh, Peter Jackson is sort of 
the New Zealand God. Yeah, and I think this is where I make the uh, confession that I have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Not any of them. I know, I know. We were talking earlier about you not have ever seen The Exorcist until just the other night. Um, but he saw it. Uh, but I, I've still... I've still not seen any of the Lord of the Rings. I've, I've got a block about anything. As soon as something comes on and says, it was a time of dragons, I'm out. I'm just out. So I, I apologize for that. You're a nerd. Yeah, he's not good at being a nerd. I've got to work it, I've got to work it out. But I've been told they're awesome films, but I just... By someone at his house. I'm not sure. <laughs> By two people, I think. That's right. Well, our son still lived there. He was all about it. So, so I apologize. I'll, I'll try to work on that. But yeah, so Peter Jackson, back in his uh, splatter gore days, uh, number three, Brain, uh, Dead Alive, which is also called Brain Dead. It's another yeah. one of those... Uh, why do they do that? I don't know. Uh, something is foreign distribution. They decide that there's a, a more appealing title in the United States. Okay. Was that more appealing? Dead Alive, better than Brain, brain dead. dead. There's already a movie in the U.S. Yeah, brain that's dead. what I was just thinking. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Nerd. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> and that's a favorite. That is number three, Dead Alive. And number two, earlier we saw Jermaine Clemente's back from last year, What We Do in the Shadows. When you get three vampires in a flat, obviously there's going to be a lot of tension. <laughs> The trouble with being a vampire is you have to be invited in. Come into the bar. Please. Will you invite us in? We need some fresh blood. Hi, my name is Nick. I've been a vampire for two months. Nick, why don't you use the front door? You want to draw attention to this house, hmm? You've got a whole documentary crew following you around. You will not eat the camera guy, maybe one camera guy. <laughs> When you're a vampire, you become very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Werewolves, not swearwolves. (laughs) Has has most everybody seen that? That Hilarious. I mean, you've got that. You've got dead but delicious. I mean, the lines just go on and on. In fact, there's a guy that we run into at, at a bar here, not Burns. Um, every time he sees us, he just comes up, and we can tell how inebriated he is by how long he keeps quoting lines from this movie. Uh, but, but they're all good lines. I mean, it's hysterical. Yeah, they are all good lines. And actually, one of the things, there are a couple of people here who don't particularly like horror movies, and they only came because of the horror comedy, and they've got their fingers crossed. This movie is safe for everybody. It's so not scary, and it's really only in here because it's a vampire movie, but it's the most hilarious and adorable movie Ever, and everybody should see it. <laughs> well, it's in here, too, because it's from New Zealand, of course. Well, well, and uh, yeah. with Jermaine, who's pretty much good in almost everything. He is good in everything. But you've got that whole deadpan type of humor that he does so well throughout this whole movie. They're making fun of documentaries. They're, they're also making fun a little bit of found footage. Oh, sure. Uh, the whole bit, and just having fun with all the staples of the genre. And it's, it's so funny and so smart and just well done from start to finish. Yeah, the, the filmmakers did a movie a few years before called Eagle vs. Shark, which, which they mentioned in the um, trailer. And it was underseen and, and underappreciated and uh, um, probably not nearly as big of an audience pleaser as this one. But it's got the same sort of humor through it that um, is awkward and uncomfortable but really very funny and one of my absolute favorite things about this movie although the lines are hilarious is that Peter who lives in the basement is based on Count Orlock right from uh, Nosferatu best vampire ever so it was just super fun to see him sort of oh Peter doesn't have to come to the flat meters (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then Reese is it Reese Darby 
Yes. Yeah, who plays the uh, alpha werewolf. Uh, you know, not werewolves, swearwolf. not swearwolves, yeah. He's really great. And then I think my other favorite thing about it is just Stu. You know, <laughs> just Stu. He's just this one human guy. That we're not going to eat Stu. And Stu helps them figure out the internet. And I mean, it's just the most adorable thing. I love Stu. And Beast, that the whole time you think Beast is going to be this horrible beast, and it's really just, it's just, it's just Vladislav's ex. Yeah. And, and I like the, the scene where they have to be invited into the club. <laughs> you know, all those types of things you keep seeing in these in vampire movies, and they just have so much fun with it. And it was just a hoot what we do in the shadows is at number two so that means uh we know what's number one and that is the one that we're going to see here in just a few minutes and it's housebound some things have happened since i've been here things i can't explain I'm going to smash it in the face. The restless spirit that lives in this house, what is your business here? So, are you happy to proceed with the story that Mr. McRandall was attacked by a vengeful ghost? Yes. Righto. Righto. <laughs> there are so many, gr- I mean, I love that. I'm going to smack it in the face. Yeah. I love that. The, her performance. Um, Morgana O'Reilly. Great. She, who plays Kylie and, and is one of my favorite like horror uh, female heroes in I don't know how long. Because she's just always got this look on her face like just of disgust. She's disgusted by everybody. And, and uh, she's hilarious. And she's so, and then every so often there'll just be this like, just hint of like tenderness and remorse. Like, God, I'm such a dick to everyone. I really feel bad about it. She's she's hilarious, and, 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 and the woman that plays her mom is oh priceless. God, she is, yeah. She's she's hilarious, and also there's a, a the parole officer Amos, who is adorable, you know, and and he comes with a handheld cassette player to to uh, record the ghosts talking, and just that's just, just the, again the look on Kylie's face when he holds it up. It's just, she's like. Eh. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty priceless. Yeah, and this one just came out last year. It did. And uh, we saw it, I think, the, for the first time at was last, 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 last year's year. Shock Around the Clock. And right away, we thought, when we started thinking about movies for this series, we thought, this is perfect because not only is it fun, but as you'll find out, great to see with the crowd. Yeah, it because is. people were just yelling and screaming at, at, at the screen. And it, this is a movie that just kind of feeds into that. You have so much fun with it. Yeah, I think uh, horror comedies are hard to do. And as the, the list represents, New Zealand does them well. Like, New Zealand is just horror comedy central. And um, and uh, this movie does it really well. I think it really, really balances uh, scary stuff with, you know, moments of, of comic timing. And um, and it's incredibly well written. And the performances are, are outstanding. Uh, and there are some really super creepy moments in here. Not to be worried because they're going to be balanced by funny moments. So if you came here hoping to not be afraid, I promise you're not. You're totally not going to be afraid. I'm not lying about that at all. And uh, did we get the uh, word now that it's going to be remade? Yes, which is insane, right? Give me who who thinks that they need to remake a one-year-old no. Ameri- or English language film? No. Yeah. No, just release it again. Just sh- yeah, New exactly Line is right. remaking it, and that is it. They're also remaking Martyrs, which is going to come out next year. Which I'm sad about because you yeah. know they're not going to do it right. Yeah, it's so often that's because you get an American remake of something because it's subtitled, it's a foreign film, and for some reason, you know, uh, studios think that uh, American audiences won't take that. But yeah, the, I, I don't see the reason to remake this movie. No, at all. They're not yet, but they're never going to get a better lead performance. There's no. absolutely no way. No way. Uh, so, Housebound is at number one. Any anybody got any thoughts of anything we missed? Did we miss anything from New Zealand? Of course we didn't. What are you saying? What are you suggesting over there? I only have five films. 
<laughs> exactly. They've only had five films. So, But looking ahead to uh, the next Fright Club, which will be, again, Wednesday, November 11th, uh, one of Hope's favorites, we're going to screen The Orphanage. That's right. It's a super great ghost story, like incredibly great ghost story movie. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's going to be so much fun to see it on a big screen. And then we're going to record the podcast live, and we're going to count down the five best Spanish language horror films, which will be considerably harder to prune than the five best Kiwi horror. Yeah. So as always, any thoughts, any uh, recommendations, please let us know. Keep the uh, keep that conversation going. We're uh, on uh, Twitter at Mad Wolf M A D D W O L F. We've got the uh, Mad Wolf Columbus uh, Facebook MadWolf.com. And uh, by all means, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, give us a rating. Give us a high rating. Yeah, I was going to say, only if it's high. If you don't like it, then keep it to yourself. Yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, also, we are, we've got a, one upcoming that we're excited about because I think there's going to be a lot of disagreement. We're going to do one on Stephen King. Right, so the best, the best big screen Stephen King adaptations we're going to do, and one of our, our listeners who's, who's from England, and I often point to him in the podcast because he's at Mac, which I love. Um, Neil. At Neil. He, he, uh, he did his uh, master's thesis on Stephen King. What? What college is that? Yeah. And uh, we've, we don't want to give away too much, but let's just say as we've been messaging back and forth, uh, we, we disagree. Yeah, there is some disagreement. So, uh, so But that's all right. That's, that's going right. to be a lot of fun. So It should, should, it should be some, fun to fight with him, I think. Some sparks flying. So Also, we've got uh, in, the, in the hopper, we've got best found footage. Best movie openings and best movie closings. That was a, a suggestion on Twitter as well. Yeah, from at Colossal Bandit. I think I just take suggestions for people who have really great Twitter names. <laughs> so Colossal Bandit wanted to see those two. Then the other thing we were thinking about doing is a podcast on specific directors. Right. So if you have thoughts on specific directors that you would like to see us count down, let us know. Yeah. So all that's coming up. Again, we, we cannot thank you enough for com- coming tonight for the first live taping. Uh, here at the Gateway. We've had a bunch of fun. And uh, until next week, I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay rival, my friends. Yay! It's business. It's business time. Business hours are over, baby.